friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and I'm excited to dive into this episode today. Today, I am doing something a little bit different where I'm going to be talking about a variety of different subjects, but basically I'm titling this episode Unpopular Opinions. So first off, I just want to add a little disclaimer and say that these are just my opinions. I have been told that I am too opinionated. I actually got a podcast review one time telling me that they hated my podcast because it was just my opinion and I have way too many opinions. So that is my disclaimer for this episode. These are my opinions, like everything else that I say on this podcast, which is my podcast. So that's kind of the whole thing of it. Ultimately, your business is your own and you certainly don't have to listen to anything I say or agree with me if you don't want to. You're in charge of your own business and I'm cool with that. But I have been around the proverbial Etsy block for a little while. So these are just some things that I've noticed and some observations that I've noticed and things that I hear a lot in my Etsy Roadmap Facebook group, um, which by the way, if you would like to join that Facebook group, it's laurenkeplinger.com forward slash Facebook. It's a great community of just under 5,000 Etsy sellers and I just love interacting with them. But that is such a good, solid and positive community. But I do see a couple of things that people say really frequently that I guess this is kind of like myth busting. Um, but again, these, you know, our opinions. So first off, the first thing that I want to say as an unpopular opinion is that I don't think having selling standards and expectations from Etsy about customer service standards is a bad thing. And kind of, I guess, if you are not reading between the lines there, I'm talking about ODR. And I mean, that's one part of it. It's not the only part of it. At this point in January of 2021, it looks like they're still not doing ODR. It does not appear that they have any um, plan to bring it back. They've been a little vague about what's going on with it. Um, They suspended it when COVID hit and everybody had delays. They also kept it suspended through the 2020 holiday season, which was good because there was a lot of delays with that as well. So it looks like, and from what I have read and heard, they are not planning on bringing back ODR in the way that it was in the past. While I understand from a smaller seller perspective that ODR and um, the way that they gauged the percentages of ODR could be very harmful. I also think that it is of utmost importance that the buyer have confidence in Etsy as a platform and confidence in their protection as a buyer from the platform and with the payments. So I, again, I do understand from a smaller seller perspective that it impacts you a lot more than it does someone like me that has hundreds of sales a month and I'm not getting bad reviews on the scale that it would really matter. So if, for example, you have 50 sales a month, 
then one bad review or one case can really be impactful. And I think that the way that they did ODR was not um, not the best way. I don't think that it was the best system of doing it. So my unpopular opinion there would not be that ODR is awesome and that's the way that they should do it, but more just that some standard and holding people to a standard is not a bad thing. I think that there were a lot of problems with ODR, the way that they calculated the percentage. For example, if you got a bad review that then you worked with the buyer and they ended up changing their review to a positive review, it still counted against you. Or if someone opened a case against you and Etsy automatically closed it, like let's say they opened a case against you for non-delivery, but Etsy automatically closed it because it was marked as delivered, that still counted against you. So those kinds of things I think were extremely problematic with ODR uh, because they weren't fair. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. They just weren't fair. And so I don't think that ODR was the best system for what they were trying to do. I think it worked well for much larger shops. It was fine for me. I think on a small scale, it did not work well. But I do think that holding people to a customer service standard and a selling standard is a good thing. Think about Amazon. I used to love Amazon. Maybe this is another unpopular opinion. I think Amazon kind of sucks now. And I feel like it is just a fancier version of eBay, basically. There's no buyer confidence there. There's not very good customer service. You can't trust the reviews because a lot of them are fake. There's a lot of counterfeit stuff on Amazon. There's just not the same level of buyer confidence there that they started with, which was all about their customer service. That's what they built their entire business on. So I think Etsy is trying to avoid going down that same path and ODR was one way that they were trying to do it. So it may not have ended up to be the best system and it seems like they have acknowledged that it's not the best system and they are working to revamp it or get do away with it or whatever they're doing behind the scenes. But I do think that that oversight is a good thing for all of us because when buyer confidence on the platform increases, then buyers are more willing to buy from shops on the platform. So it's beneficial to all of us. And conversely, the same is true. When buyer confidence declines, which I have seen and talked to people myself in my personal life who say, I don't really know about Etsy anymore. I bought this thing and it was really junky or I bought this thing and I never got it or whatever. When that buyer confidence declines, that is not a good thing for us as sellers on Etsy. So that is of utmost importance. Our customers are coming to the platform because they trust the platform and it's very important that that continues. The second part of that is the pause that we're seeing come from newer shops that are experiencing an influx of sales. So this is the second part of my unpopular opinion, number one. I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. I will caveat that by saying that it has never impacted me. So I might be singing a completely different song if I was one of the people that it had been impacted. Um, that seems unfair from the outside. I can see how people would say that it's very unfair. You start a shop, you have a huge influx of sales and they remove you from the search temporarily until you can get caught up. However, I think this goes back to the same issue of buyer confidence. This is a new thing that Etsy has done and it started because of mask sales in the spring. Etsy went 
absolutely nuts with mask mask sales in the spring of 2020 after COVID started and after they started recommending that people wear masks. So new shops were popping up. They were selling hundreds or thousands of items at one time or within a week or whatever, really, really fast. They would never fill the orders. They would shut down the shop. There were a ton of open cases, a ton of unhappy customers, even people who were busting their high knees to get their mask orders out who were selling these ended up with a lot of bad reviews. I saw a lot of people that were mask sellers talking about how unhappy people were, even if they had worked really hard and you know the, the product was what it was. It was a very emotionally charged kind of stress purchase. So this was a huge headache for Etsy. They had to investigate every case that was open. They would have to pull money back from people who hadn't filled orders. They had to deal with unhappy customers and just this influx of things that they weren't anticipating and really weren't prepared for. And again, I understand that this is frustrating for sellers. I understand that if you have fallen in this category and you say, I'm not behind on orders, I'm filling everything, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, that you shouldn't be punished for that. And I do agree with that. I think that it should have some sort of correlation with how behind you are on orders rather than just how many orders have come in. If you have something, let's say, that is produced ahead of time and you're totally prepared for it, you're ready to go, things are shipping, you're working at a good clip, then you shouldn't be penalized for it. And I would 100% agree with you on that. But I think that the overarching idea of what they're going for is a good thing that they, again, want to inspire this buyer confidence. I was reading a message board recently and people were talking about Etsy and talking about sort of this widespread feeling that Etsy was really hit or miss. They weren't totally confident in buying from it because of quality issues that they've had or customer service issues that they've had with sellers in the past. And that is not good for any of us. Um, so again, I think that having buyer confidence and having people want to feel good about purchasing for Etsy is absolutely crucial for all of us. And I think that that's really important. The other part of that that I want to kind of explain for people who have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about <laughs> is that this is something that has happened. Um, this is mostly happening to newer shops. Well-established shops have not. I have not talked to anyone who has a well-established shop that this has happened to. It is when newer shops get a sudden influx of sales. And that doesn't mean like five sales or 10 sales. It's like 50 or 100 sales within a short period of time. I don't know the exact number. I don't know that Etsy has published the exact number, but it's a big influx in a short period of time for a newer shop. It doesn't mean that getting busy in your shop or being busy in your shop is going to get you punished. I've seen that in Facebook groups and stuff where people are like, well, I'm just waiting for it. I've been open for, you know, X, Y, and Z amount of time and I'm just waiting for them to pause me. I have had $1,000 plus days fairly frequently and I have never gotten any kind of notice from Etsy. I've also been really behind on orders and never gotten any kind of notice from Etsy. So I think that it is directly correlated to the number of orders that is coming in, the amount of time that they're coming in and the amount of time you've been open. The next unpopular opinion or myth busting that I want to talk about is this, some of it is semantics, but I hear people talk about in Facebook groups that Etsy is taking all of your profits. I can't be profitable on Etsy because Etsy is taking all of my profits. 
again, it's kind of semantics in the way people are wording it, but it's also a mindset issue. And I really want to address that part of it. I see people complaining about Etsy taking all of their profits, whether that's for shipping or they're offering free shipping or Etsy's charging too much in, in fees or Etsy offsite ads are costing too much, which if you go back to the year in review episode that I did, I talked about offsite ad fees in my own shop and what a small percentage that was for me. So I would really encourage you to run those numbers in your shop as well. But I just want to kind of, um, I guess just word this really bluntly, Etsy isn't taking anything from you. First off, Etsy is bringing you buyers. And if you're a part of my Scale Your Sales program or you've gone through the program before, we are all about getting that passive traffic through the Etsy platform and not having to do that marketing hustle that makes you have to put yourself out there. So my whole business is really based off of Etsy bringing me the buyers to my Etsy shop. I don't want to have to post on social media. I don't want to have to have an email list or a blog or any of this other junk that's gonna take up all of your time and not really bring you any sales. We are all about simplifying things and using the platform to get the passive traffic. So Etsy is bringing you those buyers. So let's acknowledge that huge fact and be really thankful for them in that way. Etsy is extremely upfront about the fees that are associated with each sale. They're not hoodwinking you. They're not ripping you off. They have set fees that they charge. They have not changed in a long time. And they explain the fees that go along with every single sale. Am I thrilled every time I have to pay a fee? Of course not, but they're not a surprise to you. Part of running a business is understanding how to run a profitable business. And wrapped up in that is knowing what your costs are going to be. So Etsy fees, shipping fees, offsite ad fees, all of those things go into the way that you're pricing your item. And if you don't have any profit for your item, that's a pricing issue. That's not Etsy's fault. It is your responsibility as a business owner to price your items appropriately to account for your costs, your fees, your shipping, and your time. And so if you're not making the money and you feel like Etsy's taking all your profits, you really need to look at the pricing on your item and the price point that you're at and reevaluate whether or not this is a sustainable business with the amount that you're charging. Most likely it's not if you think that Etsy is taking all of your profits. So I want you to reframe the way that you are thinking about things in that way. Nobody owes you anything in your business. Etsy doesn't owe you sales. They don't owe you a completely free platform where you don't have to pay any fees. They will bring you all the buyers and you don't have to do anything and everything's just free and they're doing you this favor. They're a business just like you're a business. You wouldn't appreciate it if somebody was asking for your products for free or they expected you to give them your products for free. Of course not. Everybody is here to make money and have a business and Etsy is the same. They are a business as well. They have set their fees to be in line with what they need to be profitable and to continue to expand and to keep their shareholders happy as a publicly traded company. And you need to be able to do the same for your business. You need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of employees if you have them. You need to pay your taxes. You need to pay for your supplies and your shipping and your overhead and all of those things. But Etsy 
Etsy is not taking anything from you. They are providing you an opportunity to build a business on their space. And in return, you're paying them a portion of the sales that they bring to you. It really is a beautiful partnership, in my opinion. (laughs) And it is incredibly beneficial to you as the seller, but there is a trade-off as well. If you don't like the Etsy fees and you don't want to pay Etsy fees, then you are welcome to build your own website on a platform that is not going to charge you any fees like like a WordPress. But there are still costs associated with it, whether you're paying for ads to run traffic to it, whether you're paying for technology to stay updated on SSL certificates and all that stuff, whether you're saying you're paying for hosting and domains and all of that. There is nothing free. So whether you're selling on Etsy and you're paying Etsy fees or you're selling somewhere else and you're paying for the costs associated with those things, you have to run those numbers yourself to see whether or not it's worth it to you, which one is more worth it to you. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been following me for any length of time, you know that I think that Etsy is the best platform for pretty much anything and that it is not worth it to pay the other costs associated with other things. I think that the benefits to Etsy are that they bring you all of this traffic. If you're doing all of the traffic bringing, if you are hustling and hustling and hustling and every single day you're chasing those sales, you are doing the blogging and the sale, you know, product drops and the sales and I need to build a community and all of this stuff, it may not be worth it to you to sell on Etsy because you're having to do that hustle. That is not what I'm all about. I am a huge, huge proponent of simplifying and streamlining so that you don't have to have some kind of fancy marketing plan or any kind of real marketing and advertising and Etsy just brings you in those sales. So for me, it is extremely worth it to me to pay those Etsy fees because I don't have to do anything else. I just put my products up on Etsy. Etsy brings me the buyers and wham, bam, we're glad to be a part of it. I am happy to pay those Etsy fees. But more than that, I just want to make that point that Nobody is owed anything in this business. We are all doing our business ourselves. We are all responsible for building a business in the most profitable and sustainable way that we can. And so Etsy is not taking that from you. They are providing something as a trade-off for the fees that you pay. My last controversial and unpopular opinion is this. I see this all the time in Facebook groups and on social media. People will say, the reason my shop is not having any sales is because Etsy keeps changing things or because the market is oversaturated or because of some other excuse that takes things completely out of your hands and puts the blame on someone else for your shop not having the amount of sales that you want or not having the amount of success that you want. I understand and I am completely sympathetic to the fact that building a business is hard work. It is not easy. It is simple to open an Etsy shop, but it is not easy to have a successful Etsy shop. But again, this is a mindset thing. And this is kind of, I mean, I I preface this whole episode by saying I do have strong opinions. Um, I am not like a wishy-washy person with no opinions. And I don't want this to come off in a too blunt way. I hope that you can listen to this and hear it as kind of tough love. 
um, and not in terms of like attacking you because I'm certainly not attacking you. I don't know your circumstances and I don't know what, you know, what your life is like, but I want to reframe the mindset of putting the blame on somebody else because it puts you in the position that you're the victim of a business that's not working. You don't have any control over it and you're the victim in this position and there's nothing that you can do about that. And that is a really powerless situation because you don't have anything to do about, you know, there's nothing that you can do. You're just stuck. I want you to reframe that mindset and to know and empower yourself to feel in charge of your own business. No one can make your business successful for you. No one can do the work for you. I am a huge fan of Etsy. I am a huge fan of business strategy. I could talk business with people all day long, every single day. I feel so incredibly passionate about it. And I think that there is this amazing amount of opportunity online and on the platform that is there and ready for you to harness and take advantage of. I honestly feel when I say like, what a time to be alive. (laughs) And that is usually said like really ironically, but I feel like that's not the case. I, I have trouble verbalizing or like putting into words how thankful and grateful I am for the opportunity to be doing what I'm doing and to have this business that I built that allows so much flexibility and allows so much financial freedom for my family while still being able to have that time flexibility with my kids. So I I am a huge fan of all of those things and I am a huge, you know, cheerleader of Etsy and of online business. However, I will say that I don't know anyone that has built a business online or in person or anywhere else that hasn't had to work hard. It doesn't just happen to people. It doesn't just fall into your lap. And just because it's easy to set up an Etsy shop, it might only take you a day or an afternoon or whatever, that doesn't mean that it's easy to grow a shop that is consistent and successful and profitable and strategic. And it doesn't mean that everybody can do it. I mean, I think everybody can do it, but it doesn't mean that everybody is going to be willing to put in the work and the effort and the learning and the testing and the mental fortitude to keep at it long enough to be successful. It is a long game. You can't come into it saying, I want to start this business and I need it to be profitable by next week so that I can pay my mortgage. That's not gonna work. So it is a long game and I can tell you coming out the other side that it can be 1000% worth it. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard in that interim. Like there were plenty of times that I was working 40 or 50 or 60 hours a week. I was staying up until two o'clock in the morning when I had toddlers. I was working all weekend while my husband was watching the kids so that I didn't have to pay for daycare. There were hard times in that interim period. And I think that sometimes it gets a little bit lost on people because, you know, I talk openly about numbers. I talk openly about my goals. I did my year in review and I told you what my goals were for 2021. And my goal is to work no more than five hours a week. And they look at that and they're like, 
that's what I want, you know, six figure sales working five hours a week. But I'm telling you that there were years building up to that. And I think that that is true in any kind of business. I don't think that that is unique to Etsy. I don't think it's unique to online business. There is this grunt work that goes in in the middle time. And you have to kind of get into a mindset of I, I'm going to do this. I know that I can do this. And it's just a matter of when it happens or how long it takes. But I'm not going to quit until I get there. I am 100% not going off on this really long tangent to discourage you. What I want to do is empower you and inspire you. The opportunity is there and it is totally within your reach, but you have to be willing to reach. It's not gonna just jump out at you and happen automatically or accidentally. And it's not going to happen if you just spend your time kicking the can down the road by working on things that aren't really important so that you can like kind of check off that box. Okay, I'm working on my shop today, but the things that you're working on are not important. They're not gonna get you there. You don't have any kind of plan. You're spinning your wheels, just like we talked about in the episode with Kristen Burney about Instagram. You know, you log on to Instagram and you just like waste time and fall into this deep, dark abyss of doing nothing. No, you have to have a strategy for everything that you're doing and to begin Begin to think really, really strategically about your business, about where you are, what you need to work on, what is your next step, where are you going, and how are you getting there? I find myself kind of doing this a lot when I don't know what my next steps are, kind of that kicking the can down the road. It doesn't happen as much now, but it definitely happened in those growing periods of my shop. Um, There's a book called Finished by John Acuff that I would highly recommend if you um, like kind of those nonfiction business books. He talks about this idea in that book. um, And basically the idea is that we don't know what we need to be doing to move forward or we get stuck in this um, feeling of perfectionism and stuck in this place where we can't take the next step because we want the next step to be perfect. So we can't make a move forward at all. We kind of just get stuck. And basically we find these tasks to keep ourselves always busy feeling like we're doing something without actually accomplishing anything. You may have friends. I have a friend that's like this. And it's like every time you, every time I talk to her, she's like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm like, what are you busy doing? And it's just like, I I don't really know. I'm just really, really busy. And I think of her when I, I love her dearly, but I think of her when I think about this idea Because it's like, there's nothing really actually going on. There's nothing really actually being accomplished. It's just this busyness. So when you sit down at your computer and you kind of fall into these rabbit holes of like random things that you're working on and you do these one-off tasks or you start answering emails or you start, you know, answering Etsy messages or looking into new, you know, new stuff you need to do or reading Pinterest posts or whatever, And then two hours later, you get up from your computer and you're like, okay, well, I worked on my shop today. But if somebody asked you to list out exactly what you did today, you actually don't really know because not a whole lot was accomplished. So it ends up making you feel like you're putting in the effort and it makes you feel like you're working really hard. So if someone said, 
you know, why aren't you doing well on Etsy? You'd be like, I don't know. I'm spending all this time. I'm working so hard. But the effort that you're putting in is misaligned with the goals that you have. And so the effort is ineffective. You're never really going anywhere. You're never really getting anything done. I see this all the time with people who bounce from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, or they are trying to follow some sort of plan, but the plan is just really not a very good one, honestly. They're following things that people are like marketing styles that people are promoting that don't really align with a product-based business or it's really outdated information or the person that's telling you doesn't have an Etsy shop. They're not, you know, they don't know what they're talking about with Etsy or they're just telling you things that, you know, worked five years ago and haven't been updated. So it's extremely important that you follow a step-by-step plan that gets you from where you are to where you want to be, that doesn't allow you to get distracted, that keeps you focused on that next move and strategically places you in point A, point B, point C, point D to move you along in that goal and chase after those goals that you have. So that is my unpopular opinion about, you know, Etsy being oversaturated or Etsy keeps changing things or whatever. That could be, you know, Etsy Etsy has a lot of shops. There's a lot of saturation. Etsy changes things occasionally. You know, there's a lot of bad information out there. So they may have changed things since, you know, a blog post was written two years ago or whatever. But ultimately, To blame it on Etsy or to blame your lack of sales on someone else or something else, some external factor, doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't make it better. It doesn't make you have sales. And while I want to, you know, offer empathy and commiserate with you that it can be very frustrating and there are times that it gets to be really discouraging at the same time to sit in that place of kind of wallowing or, um, you know, kind of, I don't know, just soaking in that frustration doesn't move you out of it to where you can get results. And while I can be very blunt and I am absolutely not going to disagree with people who say that I could be too blunt and too, you know, opinionated, whatever, I am all about getting you results. There is absolutely nothing that is more exciting to me when than when I have students in my program who surpass anything that they ever imagined that they could do that surpass my own shop, my own sales beyond, you know, beyond six figures and they build this business that completely changes their lives. That is the most exciting thing for me and that is my goal for you to ha- to be able to reach those goals that you set for yourself and exceed them by a long shot. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it has been uplifting and inspiring and you're not mad at me for my unpopular opinions. If you want to talk about them, come on over into the Facebook group, laurenkeplinger.com forward slash Facebook. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Bye.